Hey, what's up, guys? Bill Brower here with FMBA Nation. Today, I wanted to talk to you and tell you a little bit about Anchor. It is the podcast platform that we use here for FMBA Nation, and it is probably the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. Secondly, there's tons of creation tools that you can use to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also help you with the distribution of your podcast so it can be heard on different types of platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything that you need to make a podcast and more all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to www.anchor.fm to get started. Hey guys, this is Bill Brower with FMBA Nation. We are back and live in the Serve Pro Studios here in Rawley, New Jersey. We're on the midst of getting out of this quarantine and everyone's getting out and about doing some things. And today we've got uh, Dr. Michael Bizarro and Dr. Julie Tropiano. We're going to check in today, see how things have been going. It's been a long, drawn out uh, quarantine, uh, much needed, but um, I can... I think I could be safe to say that we all need to be out and about in our regular lives and getting back into our normal routines and who knows what that's going to be. Right. But, um, Dr. B, Dr. Julie, thanks for joining me. Uh, appreciate you guys taking the time to, uh, to chat today and uh, how are things going with you guys? Um, yeah. Um, as far as, uh, you know, picking up from our last podcast, I mean, the activity has been consistent, you know, with phone calls, uh, I think what's happened is the the level of anxiety surrounding the virus, COVID, um, has kind of in my you know based on my experience in the last month, I think it's been since we did the last podcast. Yeah, I think the anxiety level has somewhat subsided, um, or or kind of decreased, or or perhaps people are even managing it better. You know, it could be that as well. There's a lot of factors that you can't just isolate to figure out. Well, this is the reason why. Mm-hmm. I think the fact that you know, people are getting out, things, more things are open, the weather's better. Um, they're being reassured that uh, the level of, uh, of uh, positivity with this COVID-19 has dropped, hospitalizations has, have dropped, fatalities have dropped. I would imagine, hey, good morning. Uh, good morning we just got podcast bombs. Yes, I just see that. Um, and I think the fatalities in New Jersey have been on a a consistent decline. So I think those things are kind of reassuring for people and it kind of has reduced our stress level. So I would say that I've had an uptick in phone calls from people recently. And I think it's just people wanting to reach out and kind of just talk about how they're feeling um, and, and just the uh, inability to control what's going on right now and the uncertainty of things. And just knowing that everyone's sort of in the same boat and the uncertainty of of what the future holds. And just when they think that things are kind of starting to stabilize, other things start to kind of develop um, out, of, out of the uncertainties. And I think it's also made people take a, 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 a real hard look at their life and realize what changes they may, they may want to make in their life. And um, you know, whether that be some physical changes, some relationship changes, some occupational changes. And it, it's, it's actually, I think, been a, a good thing for people right now um, to, to take inventory of their life. I, I absolutely agree with that. I think that this, 
what's happened in the last three three months. You know, sometimes we choose change and sometimes change chooses us. You know, this is one of those examples that, you know, change has chosen us and we're either going to change and kind of, uh, it's almost like reinventing who you are and what you do and what you're, what's important in your life. Um, I know for myself, it's given me an opportunity to really step back and take a look at, you know, what are the important things that, you know, that I think we have a tendency to take for granted. You know, it really kind of uh, illustrates how important family is um, and, and close friendships and relationships. You really start to see the value of those because uh, um, I think a lot of us, and I, like I said, I'll speak for myself. You know, you have a tendency to take things for granted. So. Yeah, I think, um, you know, we've all kind of learned a lot. We've done some soul searching these uh, past couple of months and uh, anxiety uh, fear, uh, depression, um, some of these things, you know, kind of intertwine into this experience, um, and what we've all had to deal with. And you can get some positives out of this, right? I mean, me for one, I know a lot of people are in my shoes where, you know, here we are, we've got a career as a firefighter. We've got, uh, you know, a part-time job and maybe that part-time job, you're not able to work because of the situation mm-hmm. and you're able to spend more time with your family, with your, with your spouse, with your kids. Um, you know, maybe not so much outside of that because we're, we've been limiting our exposure, limiting our interaction with other people, but, um, you really get to sit down and, and, uh, like you said, take an inventory of our personal lives and maybe some good changes have come out of this. Maybe some bad changes have come out of this. But at the end of the day, I think, um, you know, everyone's kind of going through the same thing, regardless of whether you're police and fire um, or whatever kind of occupation you have, you're coming out of this as a changed person. Now, police and fire, first responders, uh, dispatchers may have a... Um, some added emotions to that because they're, you know, they've been on the front lines. They've been working day in and day out and dealing with all this, um, all this craziness that's been going on. Um, and, and maybe their mindset is a little bit different. So what are some of the things that you guys have been seeing that have been challenging these past couple of months and talking with some of the people you've been talking with and, and helping some of those people, what are some of the challenges you guys have been posed with? Well, I, I think, you know, some of the challenges that I've dealt with, um, with, with telephone calls is managing the anxiety and the stress associated with, uh, protecting their family, protecting themselves, trying to navigate this, uh, you know, the uncertainty of, uh, of this virus. Um, you know, one day you hear one thing, another day you would hear another thing. So it was almost, you were almost like in a constant state of, of adjusting to, to a change. And that can be very challenging for some people. And, um, you know, the concern is you're going to, you know, it's one thing being at work. It's another thing going home. You know, when you go home, it's, you know, you want to make sure that your family's safe. And so there's a lot of, uh, I think there's a lot of, uh, you know, uh, mental juggling that needs to go on. Um, One of the things that I have seen is, again, the the uncertainty of it all um you know coming home from the firehouse and and managing your life and kind of turning off what's going on at the firehouse and then now being a husband or a wife 
your, to your family. Um, also safeguarding, making sure you're not bringing the virus home. Um, you know, a lot of things that's happened uh, in the course of time is many people have lost a loved one during this course of, of the virus, and they haven't been able to have funeral services in the way that they would have liked. Um, I know, you know, I, for one, my grandmother passed away during this COVID, and we weren't allowed to have a funeral in the way that you would have, have liked. And, you know, that was really challenging uh, for that. So, you know, what I found in a lot of uh, patients that called me was, you know, some anger developed out of that. Um, you know, some regrets, things like that. And that sort of sparked conversations of, well, how do I want to change my life moving forward? This COVID has really made me step back and say, all right, I was living my life one way. This COVID has made me look at my life and say, I want to live my life differently. I want to have different relationships with people in my life. Um, I want to have more meaningful relationships with people so that when an example of someone does pass away, I don't have regrets, things like that. So I, I think, um, it's, it's actually strengthened some people's relationships with their, you know, current family, extended family, and the like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we were talking briefly uh, before we jumped on this call about some of the, I guess, processes, as you would call it. Um, you had mentioned this DBT wise mind. Yeah. I have no idea what that is. So I'm sure the majority of our listeners and watchers, uh, viewers, have no idea what that is. So can you kind of jump into that a little bit, explain what that is and maybe, um, you know, tell us more about it. Tell us what, it, what it's all about. Go ahead, Dr. Tropiano. You can segue <laughs> in and I'll, uh, I'll add my, uh, my commentary. Afterwards. Um, so, you know, there, there are times in our lives where we, um, where we are overly emotional, moody or reactive. Um, and we kind of go between three states in our life. Wait, um, wait, wait. Times in our lives are pretty much every single day. <laughs> well, every day. You know, we kind of go back and forth between three sort of states in our life. Um, a rational mind state, an emotional state, and then a wise mind. So, you know, what, what does that mean? Um, rational mind is, you know, the way you sort of approach something knowledge-based, um, you're focused, you're using facts to make an, a decision. Um, emotional mind is, you know, exactly what it says. You know, you're reactive to things, you're using your emotions to make a decision about things. Um, and, you know, that sometimes tells us uh, when you're making an emotional decision, how you're really doing um, in your current state. And then the wise mind is more of, you know, how we're living mindfully, um, you know, are we, are we making the decision that is, is best for our current state of living? And we really wanna make a combination of the rational mind and the emotional mind to, to make a, a good decision um, of the wise mind so that it incorporates both, so that it, it's, it's really um, a decision that incorporates our values and our feelings that, that make the most um, uh, important decision that kind of uses a systematic uh, approach to things. Um, you know, basically, um, you know, an individual that spends too much time in one way of a rational or an emotional, you know, you, you can end up being very frustrated um, and you end up having a lot of uh, problems dealing with, you know, um, people in your life because you, you spend too much time making emotionally driven decisions or maybe you're so factual about things that you're not considerate of others. So it's important to you know, bring both thought processes together and, and make more of an informed decision where you live more mindfully of things and, and um, 
you practice sort of a, um, a skill set that in, incorporates both the emotional thinking and the focused thinking of, of knowledge base when you're, when you're trying to, to live like on a daily basis. I know in practice, um, and this is kind of like an offshoot of emotional intelligence too. I often refer to I over E, intellect over emotion, which um, if you can visualize observing yourself out from a distance. So let's say you're, imagine yourself on a football field, but yet you're watching yourself from the stands mm -hmm. and you're actually observing your behavior in an interaction with another human being. And you know, most of our interactions are with our spouse and family. So how many times have you wanted to say something um, well, realize that maybe if you did say it, it was going to create a conflict and you were not able to stop yourself from right. saying it. And the next thing you know, you're engaged in, a, in an argument with your significant other. Well, the rational mind might intervene and say, you know what, it might not be the best time to say that. Maybe you need to rethink it because you might find yourself in some hot water. Mm -hmm. So, And of course, you then make the conclusion uh, it's probably a good idea not to say anything. So you don't say anything. But when you can imagine um, the emotional self, it's kind of like if you shake a bottle of seltzer, it kind of wants to express itself. And it's almost like you have to figure out how to regulate it. Um, now, I'm obviously putting this in really simple layman terms so you can understand it. But it's kind of like that. Mm -hmm. You want to say something and the, the next thing you know, you have to put a bit in your mouth to kind of hold yourself back because you're going to get in trouble. How many times have you heard or have, you know, been involved in where you've said something and then you've had to clean it up? Oh, yeah. I wish, I didn't, I wish I didn't say that. <laughs> maybe uh, I could have said it differently or maybe it would have been better off if I just kept quiet. So those are that's how it manifests itself in everyday life. I call it the window of opportunity between the emotional mind or self and your rational self. That window opens and closes very quickly. So you have to be very aware uh, when it presents itself or you'll miss it. But that's my spin on it when I'm, when I'm doing clinical work in groups and with individuals to help them understand how they can um, identify that about themselves and you know, incorporate the changes that need to be made. Yeah, this, so this concept of wise mind, right? You say uh, we should we can practice how to uh, think in that mindset. What are some What are some things we can do as as individuals, um, and and even more than that, you know, helping others uh, practice that wise mindset, where we can combine both the rational thought process and the emotional thought process, and try and draw the positives from both of those two mindsets to make ourselves, um, you know, better when it comes to these conflicts or situations? Well, my, my take on it is the first part of any change is awareness. Hey guys, Bill Brower here with FMBA Nation. I wanted to take a minute to tell you about ServPro of Central Union County and Western Essex County. These guys are a trusted leader in the restoration industry. They provide 24-hour residential commercial services with highly trained restoration technicians. They're locally owned and operated business, and they're dedicated to being faster to any size disaster with the training, equipment, and expertise to handle your restoration and cleaning needs. Some of the things that they cover are water damage restoration, fire damage restoration, mold remediation, storm damage restoration, 
cleaning services, and building services, to name a few. These guys understand the stress and worry that comes with a fire or water damage and the disruption it causes to your life and home or business, and their goal is to help minimize the interruption to your life and quickly make it like it never even happened. Our friends over there, Carl Spinner and Bob Morrison, Carl has over 25 years of experience in the industry. Bob Morrison has over 35 years of service industry sales experience. So don't hesitate to give them a call. You can reach them at 908-233-7070. So you first have to be aware of, of, um, of who you are, how you interact, your emotional self, your intellectual self. So it's kind of like you as an individual need to come, you need to take your own temperature and kind of identify, you know, how, what kind of triggers some of your responses. Okay. So the, the more aware I am of what I do and how I get in my own way, the more likely I am to be able to intervene on my own behalf. Mm-hmm. So I think you, one of the messages you want to communi- I would want to communicate to someone is, it's kind of like pay very close attention to your reaction and response when you're dealing with other individuals, because it's really easy to point the finger at somebody else rather than to take your own temperature. I often say the spiritual axiom is when I'm upset at you, I need to look at what's going on with me. So the better I am able to identify my emotions and what triggers my response and reactions, the more likely I am to make the necessary changes. And then I also have to surround myself with people who are going to be able to, who I trust, who are going to be able to let me know when I, you know, move into a neighborhood where I can get myself into trouble. Mm-hmm. So being willing and open to, to that kind of feedback is critical. It's important to know, you know, where you spend most of your time. Do you spend most of your time in the emotional piece or do you spend most of the time in, in the rational piece? So, you know, are you, if you spend most of the time in the emotional mind, you tend to find um, yourself uh, exhausted. Um, you know, your, your world may be more erratic, chaotic. Um, things are unpredictable in your world. Um, you know, things are unstable. A lot of your emotions, your relationships are very intense because it's very reactive and emotionally driven. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you spend a lot of time in the rational piece, which we think, well, like, that's great. Let's spend our time in rational thinking. That can actually be a really cold place because you're so analytical. You're, you're, um, you're so grounded that you, you don't really see um, the emotional piece that, that can help drive some of your decisions. You're so planned out. Um, you're so organized. It's so methodical that it ends up becoming like very boring. Um, like reduction in decision making almost because it, it has to almost be so planned out that you can't make a decision. Mm-hmm. So you need to figure out where you spend most of your time and, you know, and balance it out so that you come back again, bringing more into the wise mind. So if you imagine it like three circles overlapping and the wise mind is in the center and then spend, you know, take a little bit of the emotional, a little bit of the rational, bring it together. Cause you want it to be, um, you know, a, a part of the, the um, bringing it together and being responsive to all of what's going on, being able to make decisions about what's happening and have confidence in making those decisions and, and being um, in, in tune about what's, what's happening in your life and, and making those decisions and, and coming from a good place when you're, when you're trying to um, come up with a, a game plan in your life. 
Now here's Billy. I don't know if you can see this, but this is kind of like that's uh, the Venn diagram, right? That's, yes. That's the diagram of exactly what Dr. Tropiano is talking about. Mm -hmm. You can see, you can see the intersection of the circles, the emotional <laughs> and the uh, and the rational mind, and that piece that's the wise mind. You can see it's a much smaller, it's much smaller. Yeah. Um, but it's but that is the one that you you want to really kind of you know work on and improve because that one's going to bring more satisfaction mm -hmm. joy to your life and yeah. less conflict it looks like it's very hard to stay in that little spot it is <laughs> well listen, it, it is but the good news is and here's the good news it's kind of like when when you recognize how to get there mm -hmm. it becomes easier to get there yeah you know, you, I, I, I don't know. This is just my take on it. I know when I'm about to say something that's probably not in the best interest of whatever it is I'm trying to accomplish. And I'm given a choice at that point to either not or to engage. I've, I've learned in the short time I've been on this earth, I have enough evidence that when I, when the instinct is to not, and I bypass that and engage, the consequence is great. So I've learned to kind of keep quiet a lot. We call you a seasoned veteran, Dr. D. <laughs> well, I, listen, today I, today I may be a seasoned veteran. Tomorrow I could be a novice. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it, it, it's, it's funny. Not funny. I mean, this is a really interesting topic of conversation, right? I mean, this is something you can apply to your everyday life, not uh, COVID-related or non-COVID-related or, you know, all the other uh, um, charged um, items of conversation are going on right now in the world and, and the country. And, you know, there's so many things that you can apply this to. Um, I, I find it, I find it kind of difficult though. Um, you know, you meant you show that Venn diagram and those two bigger circles have so much room outside of where they intersect and create that wise mind. And I feel like there's a lot of times in life where you're, bouncing back and forth between the rational uh, mindset and the emotional mindset. And every once in a while you land in that wise mindset. Um, what, I, I guess the awareness aspect of this, how, I mean, these, these are all split second. I mean, yeah. you're talking, so Billy, you're talking Billy. decisions and things right. you're thinking in the back of your subconscious that uh, may or may not transpose into one of those parts of the, the circle it's it's, well, it's such a tricky thing let me give you an example you respond to a call could you visualize and imagine if the emotional firefighter shows up and the rational firefighter shows up and where do those two intersect if you've allowed if you allow your emotions to to take the lead when you respond to a call quite honestly you're probably going to be ineffective and an emotional wreck and, and dangerous and not be able to control the situation and put yourself and other people at risk. Mm -hmm. On the other extreme, you have that person who is, as Dr. Tropiano alluded to earlier, factual, reasonable, you know, cold almost, matter of fact, but yet is very skilled in that uh, situation to take control of the situation. Well, somewhere in between, there needs to be a balance too, where you at least recognize that your emotions are also showing up on the scene but you can't allow them to get in the way of you doing what you need to do. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think you practice that every time you respond to a call. I would actually say that probably most firefighters, when they arrive on scene, they, they go between those three circles very 
quickly and they actually exercise it very well and they go right to the wise mind yes. instantly. And, and they practice that DPT skill, you know, wonderfully. And, and they, they execute that fire in the wise mindset the entire time. And then they get back to the firehouse and then they sort of reprocess it and they go back to the emotional, then they go back to the, the rational. Yeah, go right. back and forth. It's just too bad that you couldn't live that mindset more, you know, more frequently in your regular daily living. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you really think about it like, you know, you're talking about being a seasoned vet when situations occur and, and the, the parameters are very small with the, with the wise mind. You know, when we go into situations and we think about, are we going to say something that's going to cause, cause a fight with someone and, and often be quiet? Um, you know, that comes with time and with grace. Mm -hmm. You know, are we going to light gasoline to this fire and blow up this whole, you know, conversation with someone? There's a time and a place to, to do that. And, and sometimes we can still get our point across without just igniting this whole chaotic um, presentation when we're dealing with people. But it's also about how you want to live. You know, you can come in and you can have a conflict with someone and you can just use the emotional piece and come in guns blazing and say what you want to say about a conflict you might be having in the firehouse with another firefighter and, and it just becomes this explosive confrontation. Or, you know, you could think about it and you can still say the same thing you want to, but in a way that it doesn't become so confrontational. And that's where you practice becoming, going back and forth, that you use the wise mind. And it takes a skill set to do that. And sometimes you have to walk away and come back 24 hours, 48, 48 hours, mm -hmm. and saying things. So, you know, that's the whole point of this, to give you guys a little bit of um, skill set to try to practice more living in the wise mind set so that you don't go back and forth so, so often. It's almost like say what you mean, mean what you say, don't say it mean. <laughs> it's kind of like when you when you think of social media, when you hit that send button, yeah. yeah. How many times, and I can't tell you how many times I've heard or have dealt with um, you know, situations where they wish they never hit the send button because quite honestly, at that particular point in time, it's more impulsive and reactive. Mm -hmm. and that's a real indicator of what the emotional mind will do. Whereas the rational mind uh, or the wise mind will say, you know what, it's probably not a good idea to send it the way it is. Let me wait 24 hours, see if I feel the same way, then I'll send it. Unfortunately, a lot of people don't do that, as you know. So the next thing you know, you have a post on social media and uh, you find yourself in trouble. So, you know, I think we deal with this every single day. Every one of us deals with this. And I think the important thing is to be able to recognize that, you know, hey, um, this is what I do. This is what I can do. It's like going to the gym, Billy. I often say, if you go to the gym for your mind, you're going to have the same response that your body has when you go to the gym. Mm -hmm. You know, it's going to get stronger. You know, and I often say, whatever you feed grows. So, you know, part of it is being able to um, acknowledge your own shortcomings. You know, I wanted to just get back to something that we said earlier, which I think is important. So you, you get back to the firehouse after you address that call. And how often do we not really talk about the emotions that, that showed up at that scene that I could not allow to come out because quite honestly, they would have probably gotten in the way of me performing my job. So now I'm stuck with all these feelings. And some of them could be fear, anxiety, sadness, um, and, you know, distress as to what just happened. 
Well, I think what happens is when we don't have the opportunity to express those and work through them, they have a tendency to kind of build up. And then the next thing you know, we wind up with some full-blown depression, anxiety, post-traumatic stress, because you're not giving yourself permission to kind of talk about what just happened. Mm -hmm. So, you know, th those are the secondary dangers that, you know, unfortunately come with the job. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> I think it's, I mean, listen, I, we could, you've touched on so many different things. We could probably take this conversation another hour, really, if we wanted to, um, you know, because it, it relates so much to uh, COVID-19. We've, so, we've seen so many people think uh, more on the rational mindset. We've seen so many other people think more on the emotional mindset. And then there's a group of people that are able to kind of work in the middle more oftentimes than, than not. Um, you know, you talk about this practicing and, and awareness and it becomes a skill set. And um, maybe it takes somebody years to really not even perfect it, but to get good at it, right? I don't think you could ever really perfect something like this in your entire life. Mm -hmm. um, because I feel like uh, you're constantly learning, constantly overcoming and uh, challenged um, on a daily basis, regardless of what type of education you might have had or how long you've been uh, practicing or developing the skill set. What are some of the things that we can do as um, as people to help others maybe become more aware of this at the workplace or at home? Um, you know, as we're developing our own skill set and practicing our own things, what are some things that we can do to help other people kind of come to this realization of this concept of these three different mindsets and where we want to try and stay in the middle? You know, I often say that the best teacher is attraction, not promotion. So um, if I practice this skill set and concept, my hope is that you're going to recognize it and see the value of that instead of me promoting that. I mean, just imagine if you came home and you decided that you were going to tell your significant other or your coworker what they need to do, what they haven't been doing, <laughs> right? what they need to improve on. You know, that's not going to go over too well. Mm -hmm. So a lot of it is like, you know, I often say it's how you deliver the message. And I think sometimes the best way to deliver the message is by my behavior and my actions on how I handle a situation. Um, and you're right, this is not a quick process. The gift though is, here's the gift. Somebody gave me this gift a long time ago and I had no idea what it was. Um, but the gift is today, just today, these 24 hours, I'm gonna work on practicing and recognizing my wise mind, my emotional mind, and my uh, rational mind. I'm going to work on recognizing that today. I don't know about forever. I don't know about tomorrow. But I can pay attention to that today. So I think that's really the gift. That if you can incorporate, you know, it's kind of like if you wake up on, on a Wednesday and you say to yourself, and you know, we've all done this. You wake up and you actually make a decision right then and there that this day is not going to be a good day because you may not like the way you feel. Your thinking is a little crooked. Well, why can't you change that? Why can't you make a conscious decision and say, you know what? I'm going to start my day over. I'm not going to feed that. I'm not going to give into that negative thinking. I'm going to, I'm going to reframe it and turn it around. I believe that that's a 
that's a skill set that we all have the opportunity to practice. Mm-hmm. You know, and every day is a new day. And yeah. we can, just because yesterday didn't go well doesn't mean today we can't right. do something different. And, you know, we can reflect on what we want to change and how we want to live that moment that we're actually living in. And it's really important to think about the relationships we have. We can't always control how people are responding to us, but we can control how we respond to them. So if you're having a problem, let's say with someone in the firehouse and you wanna go and you wanna confront them and, and it's gonna turn into this whole big thing, but you know that um, you know that, that conversation is not gonna go well, well, maybe you decide that you're just gonna take a, a vacation day that day and just not go into the firehouse. And you, in that way, you're gonna control what's gonna happen. Now that person might still be someone you have conflict with, but you're actually exercising, you know, a little bit of the emotional piece and the rational piece, and you're exercising and, and living in the wise set at that moment. And, and you're deciding, I'm not going to go into the firehouse that day, because if I do, it's going to be an explosive conversation. And I'm going to take that step back, and I'm going to choose how to handle this. And, and you live differently. So you have to really think about how you want to approach each day. And every day is a new day. Mm-hmm. You want to live and if you didn't live that great yesterday you can live differently today and the next day you know the other the other opportunity that can present itself is if i tell you what i've experienced and what i went through mm-hmm. it might make it easier for you to talk about what might be going on with you so i find that you know rather than you know confront you on what i believe your behavior the behavior needs to change i may tell you a situation in which I illustrated that same behavior and how it got me into, into a jam or difficulty and what I did to get out of it. This way, it kind of doesn't point out what you're not doing. It's basically telling you, hey, this is a situation I got involved in. This is how I handled it. And this was the outcome. And just maybe that will help you without me saying to you, you need to work on that. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think that that paper that you shared before is something that maybe we can put on the website. We can, uh, you know, share on the social media channels here and, and get that um, just that image out there so that we can keep it in the forefront of people's minds and say, Hey, you know, as a reminder, um, maybe I'm living too much on the rational side. Maybe I'm living too much on the emotional side and I need to kind of find that happy medium in between. Um, but that's really good information. I think uh, a lot of people can benefit from that. You know, I, I just wanted to um, share a resource that's probably going to be available probably by the end of the month at PenMed. PenMed is putting together a support group for first responders run by first responders. Hmm. Probably happen on a Thursday um, afternoon. Um, once I get more information on it, Billy, what I'll do is I'll, I'll send a digital copy to um, to you and uh, and Eddie and uh, maybe you can kind of post it on the website for the yeah. membership because um, I think I think we need a forum where we feel safe enough where we can have some kind of a dialogue. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, thanks for listening to another great episode of FMBA Nation, and stay tuned for some more great content to come. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also listen on the NJFMBA YouTube channel, as well as Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and the Google Play Store. 
And if you're interested in becoming a sponsor of the FMBA Nation podcast, please email us at nation at njfmba.org.